Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for December 12th. How is everybody? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I have a Snapchat. I need to start snapping more. How is everybody doing today? It is a wet, cold, rainy day here in Chicago. We are alive and kicking it. We got college football today. We got college basketball. We got an MLS final later today. We got horse racing, NBA preseason, UFC. We got stuff going on. It is an action-packed day of sports, and I cannot be more excited. Plays have been sent out to my guys. Of course, I know it's been a rough two days. That's just part of the business. But if you guys look at long-term, Long-term, NFL, plus 14.51U, ROI, MLS, plus 8.705U, college basketball, plus 9.16U, college football, plus 26.669U. So we've had had two back-to-back losing days, but overall we are in the green for every sport. And I don't hide. I mean, I tell it how it is. Some days I win, some days I lose. That's just the way it is. But at the end of the day, I'm going to come out ahead. And it just goes back to the saying that my dad used to have. My dad used to tell me back in the days, like, winners win, man. And if you have a bad day, get in the lab, go to work, figure out why and learn from it. And that's what I did. You know, we had some stuff go against this last couple of days. Especially with that college basketball stuff, Jesus. But, you know, is what it is. You know, it's a couple bad beats. Learn from it, move on, get ready for today. Huge, 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 huge day to day in sports, and we cannot wait. So, I'd also like to thank Gino Bacala, who had me on a, his podcast again. Talked a little NFL, love coming on that show, talking a little NFL. Make sure you guys check that out. Talk every NFL game, kind of where my head is, kind of about the teams. We go on this big rant about why it was bad for the Chargers not to move to Los Angeles and the big scheme of there. But, you know, I want to thank Gino. Gino's allowed me to come on, allowed me to grow the platform a little bit. And, uh, you know, thank you for that. Also, it's been brought to my attention that Cowherd's going to be leaving Fox and he could be joining Bar School. He could be joining up his betting, his own betting uh audio company in Vegas and everything. And that kind of brings me to my point. Guys, you guys have to be careful when it comes to information, who you're listening to and who you're getting this from. You guys need to remember, Cowherd didn't get one game right in the NFL playoffs last year. Now, don't get me wrong. I can go on cold streaks. I can go on heaters. But at the end of the day, I have a positive ROI and stuff is kicking. Kicking. For me and my guys. He is losing money on his Blazing Five. And he's going to be starting up a betting radio show? What what the fuck is that? You have that guy that Barstool just started up. Big man on campus. I got stories about the big man on campus. How he lives in the big basement of his mom's house. And they hired him to talk basketball. And don't even get me started on the stories I have about those other guys at Barstool. So I would just be careful, guys. You know, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of good guys out here. There's some guys that steal stuff, but there, you know, there's some guys that put in some hard work. I put in the hard work to help you guys make some money. So, you know, if you guys have any questions about why you should take a play, why you shouldn't take a play, why a play is good, why a play is bad, you know, let me know. 
and I have many rules when it comes to sports betting. One of the rules is don't lay points on the road. And if I never bet like I never bet that. It's just something I don't do. I always play the number. You're never gonna see me take a minus three and a half, a minus seven and a half. I'm never gonna do it. You're never gonna see me play a bad situation. Just not gonna happen. That's kind of exactly why I'm not playing the Chiefs. As I said in the Gino Pacala show, that's what G said. Everything about the spot says to take the Dolphins. Everything. Everything about that spot says, hey, take the Dolphins. But I can't do it. Why? Because I hate Tua. I think Tua is fucking garbage. And I'll get I'll come back to that about my points and my evaluation of players. But I can't do it because I don't trust Tua. So everything about the spot says take the Dolphins. But I'm not going to do it because of Tua. Okay, Eric, then why don't you take the Chiefs? Well, numbers are seven and a half. You just wipe your hands and you just step away. And then if the game hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's one of those things that sometimes how you guys look at stuff is the best bet is not betting at all. And in terms of that game, that, that's what I feel the best bet is. Just not betting at all. And in terms of Tua, it's kind of funny to me because I, I watch a lot of tape. I watch a lot of college football. And when I'm watching college football, I jack notes. And I just I have all these Leo pads. It, the girlfriend makes so much fucking fun of me about all the goddamn legal pads I have in my house. I have legal pads in the workout room because there's a TV in there that I jot stuff down when I'm on the Peloton and just doing a scenic route watching games. I'm in my office right now. I got four legal pads here right here just with notes of players. In the bedroom, I got a notepad, notes of players. In the living room, I got a notepad, notes. But I just start jotting down notes, stuff I'm seeing when I'm watching games. And then I get, and then I'm lucky enough. I have a connection where I can get scouting film from the coach's perspective, the coach's cameras at games. And then I can do that. So all that stuff is hard work, and I put the work in. That's why when I have an evaluation on a player, I'm very bullish on it, and I trust my eyes with what I see. I know there may be a game or two where he overperforms or or does something good. But if you watch the film and you can make a reason why, he did that and the scouting is right. Case in point, Tua. Wow, Eric, Tua had a good game against the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals didn't have any other starting DBs. They just had backup DBs. There's not been one game where I've sat and I've said, wow, Tua looks pretty good. He's throwing the ball with some zip on it. Not one game. His first fucking game, he didn't throw to the right side of the field. Everything was to the left. Just let that sit in. He only threw to one side of the motherfucking field. And you're telling me this guy's an all-elite arm talent player. Really. That just blows my mind. Which brings me to Cam Akers. Everyone was like, oh, Eric, I guess you're wrong on Cam. Was I really wrong on Cam? Was I? His first game, you know, first game... Didn't really have a mini season. Got some snaps. Got some run in. Second game, he got the majority of the work on the first drive. Went down to the goal line. Fell on the ball. Hurt his rib. Done. If Cam Akers doesn't get hurt, all those points that Daryl Henderson would have gotten when you guys were blowing up my DMs, telling me I was wrong, would have been Cam Akers. 
Cam Akers was going to be Todd Gurley this year. And then you look at the Thursday game, healthy, huge game. Two games before, after the bye, getting more and more repetition. I mean, I was totally right on seeing my boy Cam. Totally right. What I felt during that game, now granted, I had the Patriots plus the six. And I'll get into that breakdown later. I I felt like a proud dad sitting back watching his son just ball out in the field. Because I went to bat. I, I was so high on Cam Akers and seeing him succeed and in that situation, I, damn right I'm doing my fucking victory job. Especially with all the little haters who always blow up the DMs. Speaking of that, kind of like last year. Last year, some guy like was adamant. Oh, my God. He told me I knew nothing because I said Jimmy Graham wasn't the answer for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, am I right now? I said Matt Nagy wasn't a good coach way back when, the year he won Coach of the Year. I said this guy wasn't a good coach. How am I looking right now? How am I looking, boys? So the analysis of stuff is there. It just takes a little while for everything to come to fruition because everything takes time to develop in the National Football League. Thursday night game. So basically, Thursday night game, it just comes down to the Patriots just weren't able to score in the red zone. Rams got out to an early 10-0 lead. Patriots drove down there. Pick six, boom, 17-0. Drove down again. Went four on fourth and short. Didn't get it. Drove down again. Got three. So there were three times inside the Rams 32-yard line. Got three points. That's just not going to cut it, especially when you play a team that has the offense like the Rams. So that's basically that game in a nutshell. I, I know it's not a secret. Patriots just have zero playmakers. They have zero fucking playmakers on offense. Myers, Bird, I mean, those are their wideouts, really. Like, those are the wideouts you are trusting to make a play. Tight ends, I mean, Izzo, tight ends are bad. I mean, ugh. The running backs, I mean, they're stacked at running back. White, Michelle, Harris, Burkhead. They have a great core running backs, but receiver and tight end, they just have no talent. And Cam, Cam, he looked good to start the season, and the offense they were running was exactly like the Auburn offense back when Cam won the Heisman. But, guys, ever since COVID, he's looked like shit. So, I mean, COVID has definitely had an effect on what Cam was able to do and the player that he is. It, it It's crazy to me to think that people don't think COVID is real and it's this big fucking hoax. And then you see someone like Cam Newton and how much Cam has fucking struggling and just not being the same player that he once was. So, yeah. Um, moving on to everyone's favorite part of the show. Start sick questions for week 14. First question, we're going to start on the quarterback. Someone asked me, Taysom Hill or the truth? If you guys don't know what the truth is, the truth is my boy Mitch Trubisky. Who, let's face it, against the Lions, he didn't look that fucking bad. He did not look that fucking bad against the fucking Lions. What happened in the second half was somehow former coach of the year, Matt Nagy decided to run the ball and play the game not to lose instead of playing to win. 
and Trubisky, like the ball is taken out of his hands. Just David Montgomery game. Believe it or not, I would actually go with the truth here. Just because I think the Saints are going to really struggle against the Eagles front seven. The way to attack this Eagles defense is through the air. I don't t- trust Taysom enough to be able to throw the ball. I also feel that he's going to struggle running against the front seven. The truth, this is a big game for him because he's playing to Sean Watson and all this kid has heard about for the next, for the last couple years is like, oh, they should have drafted Watson instead of you. You're telling me this guy isn't going to go out on a chip on a shorter? Plus, he's playing for money. Everybody talks about the Bears not signing Trubisky. For the Bears to play Trubisky, that just shows how poor of an organization the Bears actually are. What do I mean by that? Why are you going to play somebody like this and it's just going to make his value go up, a.k.a. Matt Flynn back in the Packers days? Why would you do this? By you guys not signing him, you're giving him a free audition for everybody in the NFL. And if he plays well and you need a quarterback, you're fucking stuck and you have to motherfucking sign him. Or some other team is going to fucking sign him, overpay for him, and they're going to be stuck behind him. So this whole thing about how the Bears are this great ran organization just fucking blows my mind. Blows my mind. Next one, another Taysom Hill question. Taysom Hill or Matt Stafford? I just go with Stafford. I think the Lions offense is completely different now with Bevel being in charge, airing it out, playing faster, faster pace, allowing Matt to throw the ball more. I would definitely take Stafford in this one, no doubt about it. Next question, I this time this week I sorted them out just by position because I figured that would be a lot easier than going through how they come in. So this week is just position by position, guys. This week, the next question is Kenyon Drake or Kareem Hunt. So I would go with Drake here just because Allen isn't not, excuse me, not Allen. Murray isn't playing that well, and I really think they're going to need to lean on the red game against this stout Giants defense to take pressure off Murray and not have him get so much hits. Because, guys, it's clear like something's going on with his shoulder, and he's not able to get the zip on the ball. And because of that, he's afraid to take hits, and he's not running. So I would definitely take the Drake in my eyes. That's definitely a no-brainer. Next one, DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor? If Swift is committed to getting a full load, I would take Swift here. Just because the Packers are god-awful depending the run. And Lions' offensive line has graded out well against the run blocking. But on the flip side, the Raiders just gave up over 100 yards to Ty fucking Johnson. So either way here... You got whoever sent in this question. I'm not going to say his name. You can't go wrong, but with not getting all the information of Swift, if he's healthy or not, I would probably actually I'm going to rescind my answer. I'm going to go with Taylor. I'll, I'll I'll take Taylor in that one. Next one, we are going with Miles Sanders or James White. Jesus, is that really how bad it's gotten for Miles fucking Sanders? Really? 
We're thinking about benching Miles fucking Sanders, who for some people was a first-round pick, early second round, for James fucking White. Mind-boggling. Fucking mind-boggling. It has gotten this fucking bad for Miles Sanders. Guys, with an RPO quarterback, this is going to help Sanders a lot. I think hopefully Peterson, who another coach who's allegedly an offensive genius, is going to realize, hey, Miles Sanders is my most explosive player. Hey, maybe I should give my most explosive player the ball. Hey, let's do that. But it's motherfucking Doug Peterson. So God only knows what that fucker thinks. But no, I would go definitely go with Miles Sanders. Better player. And White is always going to compete with Harris, Michelle, for all those touches. So I would definitely go with Miles Sanders. Last one we got here is Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. God, if that is your choice, I feel sorry for you. I'm not really that high on either one of them. I would just go Moss here because Moss does get more of the goal line carries. And Singletary, I mean, he just... It's really hard because Allen poaches all the fucking runs because all he does is a fucker running back running <sighs> yeah i take moss because if they do hand it off in the red zone it's going to be moss getting the touches so i would definitely take moss next one we're shifting over to wide receivers we are going with dj shark or brandon cooks guys i would actually go with shark just because i think cooks actually got another concussion he took a pretty nasty hit and i don't think he is a hundred percent so I would definitely go with DJ Shark. Next one, we got Debo or we have Kitty Cootie. I go with Cootie all day, all day. The way to attack this Bears secondary is in the slot, and that's where Cootie is going to be playing. Next one, we have Antonio Brown or Choo Choo Smith-Schuster. Wow, that is a tough one. I would go with AB. Minnesota is really young and inexperience in the back four, also battling injuries. Next one is C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. Guys, I go with Judy. Reason being, I really feel Denver's going to need to throw the ball to be in the game. It wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys got the lead and just ran it, ran it with Elliott. So I'm going to go with Jerry Judy here. And also, back to my point about being right with stuff and my evaluation of players. Just real quick. Can you guys guess which wide receiver I had on top of my board? I had Judy. Can you guys guess what wide receiver out of the rookies is covered by the other team's number one cornerback the highest percentage of the time? Yeah, you guys guessed it. Jerry Judy. So other NFL teams are telling you what they think is the best wide receiver of this rookie class. So... What does that tell you about my evaluation? Yes, I know Harry Ruggs caught a touchdown against one of the worst DBs in the league in an awful defensive call by the Jets. That doesn't mean he's good. I know Lamb's getting peppered with targets. I know Jefferson's getting peppered with targets. That doesn't mean they're as good as, as Judy if they're being guarded by second-tier DBs. So just something to think about. Uh, last one, it is Jamison Crowder, Michael Pittman. I wouldn't even roll the dice here. I would just go with Pittman. Part of me thinks Crowder is not even going to be play. And if Crowder doesn't play, I, that's pretty self-explanatory. And even though he's, even with him banged up, I wouldn't roll the dice. Next one, 
we are shifting the tight end, Austin Hooper or Hayden Hurst. I would go with Hurst just because better matchup against the Chargers. I don't fear the Chargers defense like I did at the beginning of the season. And also, no Julio means more touches for Hayden Hurst. And the last question is Jordan Reed or Gronk? Guys, this is a Jordan Reed revenge game. 49ers offense, when they're passing, looks to the underneath a lot. A lot of tight ends. Reed, when he's been healthy and been in the system, has put up great numbers. I'll go with Jordan Reed here. So those of you that send in your questions, thanks. Always love this. You know, guys, anytime you guys have questions, I am always here to help in terms of fantasy. The fantasy advice is free. You know, we got a great game in sports day. So, you know, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to let you guys get to the action. Hopefully we can cash some tickets and get some winners and get this going in the right direction. Stay safe, be well, and I will be back on Monday with my Reaction Monday episode.